Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This is an NBC News special report. Here's Lester Holt and Savannah Guthrie. Hi, everybody. Good morning. I'm Savannah Guthrie alongside Lester Hold. It's 9.13 a.m. on the East Coast, 2 in the afternoon in London. And just moments from now, we are going to watch history play out, Lester. Yeah, the Queen's coffin is going to leave Buckingham Palace, the royal family in procession behind it. They'll be traveling to Westminster Hall in the Houses of Parliament, where Her Majesty will lie in state until Monday's funeral. And we are going to show you live images in a few moments here of the mourners lining this path. And there it is. This is the long walk from Buckingham Palace to Westminster Hall, the historic medieval, uh, one of the oldest portions of Westminster Hall, where the Queen will lie in state. You can see some of the mourners who are lined up, expected to be perhaps up to three-quarters of a million people who will want to see and have that moment with the Queen over the coming days. We can tell you that King Charles will follow the coffin on foot, flanked by other members of the royal family, including his sons William and Harry, and the Queen Consort Camilla, along with Kate and Meghan, will be traveling by car. Throughout the procession, we will be hearing the chimes of Big Ben and gun salutes at one-minute intervals. Once it reaches Westminster Hall, there will be a short service before the public will be able to file past and say their last goodbyes to the Queen. The whole procession should take anywhere from 40 minutes to an hour's time. And one of the things I think we we have noted, Savannah, during much of this is the silence of the crowds, the reverence uh, as the Queen has passed by. And I think we'll see more of that today, certainly. Yes, silence, but for, as you mentioned, the tolling of Big Ben and the chimes of the gun salute ringing out. And we see uh, the, the British in all of their pageantry, pomp and circumstances to lay to rest and begin this process for the seven decade monarch who uh, will enjoy a state funeral on Monday the 19th, and this is all leading up until that moment. We've got NBC's Keir Simmons in position for us, and Keir, as mentioned, uh, hundreds of thousands of people are expected to line these streets and file in and hope to catch a glimpse of the Queen one last time in her coffin in Westminster Hall. They are all here, Savannah, all here to see her and to see the new king and to see members of the royal family walking behind her. And I think many, many will shed a tear, won't they? In particular, at watching Charles and William and Harry walking behind the Queen's coffin, just as they did behind their mother, Princess Diana's coffin, and remembering that the Queen consoled those two boys after the death of her mother, and now they are here to say goodbye to her. And Savannah, your right it's going to be a precision ceremony queen elizabeth ii will leave buckingham palace at 2 p.m and 22 minutes this afternoon just in a few minutes time her last time leaving buckingham palace and she will be carried on a gun carriage from the royal horse artillery and it will be silent it will be quiet just as you hear now We're used, aren't we, to British pageantry being full of drums and music, and there will be some of that, but a lot of it will be the sound of 
the sound of marching and you'll be able to hear that precision British pageantry because that is all you will hear and, and then they, she will come here to Westminster Hall which is right behind me here uh, that 900 year old hall uh, built uh, by the son of William the Conqueror to lie in state and over to my left uh, already there are people preparing to stand in line uh, we think the line may take 24 hours to be able to wind their way into that hall and, and just spend a few seconds with a queen who gave her life to this country. Kira, it, is, uh, it has been remarkable. It's been less than, less than a week since the, the passing of the queen. And this has, as we've been noted, has been played out to the minute. Uh, looking at, at the rundown for today, literally to the minute, uh, 2.22 p.m., uh, start and what they have been able to do over these last uh, six days is truly remarkable. Uh, the soldiers, we saw the sailors, um, the uh, uh, pallbearers, all laid out as the queen had planned, along with uh, other officials. NBC's Molly Hunter is uh, watching this all unfold. She's just across the river from the Palace of Westminster. Molly, good morning. <laughs> Lester, good morning to you. That's right. We are just across from Westminster Hall, across the river from where Kira is. And people have been lining up since last night. So we were here last night in the driving rain, Lester, speaking to people who were going to camp out overnight. And the police have said you can't have tents, uh, you can't have big camping chairs. People were just sitting in their raincoats, ready to stay for the 20 to 30 hours. Now, I do want to introduce you guys to Tina. Tina has not been camped out overnight, though. We're talking to NBC News right now. And Hello. Tina, why did you come here today? Can you just explain I just think it's so important to share this history and you know just to be here just is so special and you know it's just I wouldn't have missed it I wouldn't have missed it was it even a thought was it even a no, question whether no, you would come down I was here? coming and I will just stay as long as I need to stay and I'm here and it's just incredible the atmosphere just being with everybody it's just been amazing it's can amazing. you explain so I've been trying to explain the atmosphere over here is very yeah. different than people lining the procession because here there is a shared seriousness you guys all know why you're here there's yeah. also kind of a giddiness a fun yeah. right you yeah, guys are making absolutely. friends in yeah. the line you spent the night yeah. you came here this morning yeah. very smartly can you kind of describe those kind of two emotions for I you? just think you know it's just that closeness of all being together and you know we've all got we all want to be here together to share it and just meeting completely different strangers you know and just chatting all morning and just just being here it's just being together I think that's what's so important what do you think it's going to be like when you do make it into Westminster because you are actually one of the first thousand yes. people or yeah. so you are likely going to make it in sometime today yeah. yeah what's that going to be like for you I just think just emotional emotional because you know it's that final that final goodbye um, so I think yeah I think it's going to be just a very emotional moment for me and it's something I've got to do to say to share with my family and history and just say you know I was there I witnessed this so, I yeah. got to say goodbye. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much, guys. You're smiling over there. Why did Why did you come? These are These are your cute friends. Why yeah, did you guys just, come today? We just met me? today, but because we wanted to show our respect. Yeah, just to say our final goodbye and show our respects and just to say thank you. Yeah. Thank you for everything that you've done over the last 70 years, before, way before my time, and yeah, for my generation and for the older generation, and it will still carry on and it will be continued for future generations. It's part of history now. What does it feel like to be here, knowing that you will walk into that storied hall to be able to actually see the coffin, 
where Queen Elizabeth is. What does that feel like? It's emotional, isn't it? Yeah, emotional, very um, breathtaking, and yeah, emotions are just going to be crazy. You guys also look like you're having fun, which I'm glad for. Lester, Savannah, I'm going to send it back to you guys, but we'll keep talking to people waiting in this line. The police have told us, Savannah, as you said, three quarters of a million to a million people. They don't think more than a million are going to actually get inside. But this line has already been moving forward. Police are moving them down this side of the river. They will go over the other side of the river and start entering Westminster Hall around 5 p.m. in just a couple of hours. But this is the moment where the coffin passes from the family to the people, and I think that... Uh, that's not lost on everyone here, even though it is a little bit more celebratory, even though there is this giddiness to kind of waiting outside here. So many people didn't know how they would react. They obviously knew the, the queen was advancing in age, but they didn't really appreciate the emotions. And I think some people, and you hear some of them in that, in that interview, are a little bit shocked by how deeply how deeply hurt they've been. Yeah, surprised perhaps at the depth of their emotions. And many people have said, I guess we took for granted that she would always be there because yeah. for 70 years she was. And you have to just it's pause and appreciate for a moment those beautiful blue skies over Buckingham Palace. As we know in London, the weather can change in a moment. If we recall the double rainbow that was over Buckingham Palace on the day of the Queen's passing. And a journey that started in Balmoral, Scotland, where she passed last Thursday, carried on to the Scot Scottish capital of Edinburgh and then to London yesterday. One final night in Buckingham Palace last night. And what we are about to witness is history. The Queen's coffin carried by gun carriage, the same gun carriage that carried her father at his funeral, will depart Buckingham Palace. He will be flanked by senior members of the royal family and the new king. Joining us now from London, NBC News contributor Wilfred Frost. And Wilfred, as we go along here, I'm reminded of, of the phrase, the queen is dead, long live the king, said in one breath, meant to indicate the continuity here of the monarchy. Oh, absolutely. And that's, of course, been a very big part uh, of this week. But I do actually think that what we're going to see now and the next five days are the other part, the more important part, the chance for the nation uh, to mourn their queen departed. And this particular procession is meant to embody the moment that the family hands over their mother to the state uh, and the days that follow are then state occasions uh, of course her lying in state and then the state funeral and uh, of course there's a lot of pomp and ceremony today we're already seeing this uh, as the grenadier guards there depart the gates of buckingham palace but i think more than that it's another chance the first chance in london for the people to get up and close to their departed queen with, of course, as you said, uh, family members walking behind. Uh, and that will be the overriding uh, factor today is uh, the people, the family mourning. Uh, and I think the pomp and ceremony will just add to the solemnity of it all, particularly when those gun salutes, precision gun salutes go off once per minute for 38 minutes. Wilfred, uh, these past six days, you almost get the sense that the British people have, have been able to really take a measure of their new king, King Charles. Um, this, obviously, today, the focus on the final goodbye uh, to the Queen. But what have these last six days been like for the king? I think very positive uh, in that they haven't gone wrong. Uh, I don't think he'll ever be able to emulate his mother. She's irreplaceable uh, and was adored the world over, not, not just in the United Kingdom. I think for King Charles, 
His aim is to focus on domestic issues and to maintain the status quo, the status that the monarchy has. He's unlikely to be able to improve it from what his mother did. In that regard, these first few days have gone well, and uh, I do understand from sources close to the king that there's been a, a, a light a pleasing uh, tone to, to how things have gone, how he has been received. But, but of course, the, the work in that regard has only just begun. As and we so will be something he has to do every single day. As we see the, uh, the royal procession now, the royal family and the queen. and uh, draped by the royal standard. The crown is the imperial state crown on a velvet cushion on top of a wreath of flowers. procession has begun, the long walk to Westminster Palace and Westminster Hall and royal commentator for NBC News, Daisy McAndrew is right there. We're watching these images. We see the Queen's crown, the royal orb and scepter placed upon it, the gun carriage that carries so much history. And Daisy, it's, I think, passing right behind you, more or less as we speak. Savannah, you're absolutely right. The Queen's coffin being pulled by that gun carriage is just to my right. And I have to say, it is quite an extraordinary thing up close. Now, that gun carriage was first introduced to uh, take monarchs on their last journey uh, back uh, at the time of Queen Victoria. Uh, it's not the same gun carriage as you were saying a little bit earlier. That same gun carriage was used by her father uh, and grandfather. It really is an extraordinary sight. You can see uh, various members of the senior royals who are all following that gun carriage. And we're getting our first glimpses, or good glimpses anyway, of um, the, the princes William and Harry also joined behind the coffin by uh, the Queen's nephew, by cousins, senior members of the royal family, all there in this solemn walk. And it is not a short walk. It's about almost four miles that they're in this procession that they'll be making from Buckingham Palace through the streets of London. And London police have actually told onlookers that the, the viewing area, the procession route is full and that if they haven't gotten their spot yet, they should watch it. There's a big screen in Hyde Park where people can watch this procession as it goes by. Yeah, really uh, dramatic pictures uh, as this procession makes its way from Buckingham Palace, the place that most of us know as the uh, symbol of the monarchy. Daisy, if you're if you're still with us, can you give us a sense of how the crowd is reacting as the procession comes by? 
So we're here, as you know, it was raining earlier today. The sun is out now. They're incredibly quiet. It's very moving, actually, not just the crowd, but the police men and women who are lining the route all have their backs turned to the procession as a sign of uh, respect. And talking about the way that the procession is marching, they're marching at a funereal pace. That is half the pace that they would be used to marching normally. There's one of the drummers there. You saw that the drums are all shrouded in black cloth so that it's again funereal uh, drumming and one of those drummers is responsible for keeping this very slow pace going. He has a metronome attached to his drum to keep that pace exactly right and for the horses who are involved um, coming up from the rear it's very difficult for them because it's half the pace that they naturally uh, would be going at. Um, Going back to the, the carriage that is um, holding uh, the Queen, which will be going to, to Westminster Hall, you'll see that it's being pulled uh, by sailors. Traditionally, it would have been pulled by horses, but again, as I was saying earlier, Queen Victoria's horses actually had an incident where one of them was very, uh, very hurt badly, and some sailors who were there rushed in grabbed some ropes and pulled uh, the carriage themselves. Uh, the king then uh, said that from now on, we won't be using horses to pull the monarch's carriage. We will be using sailors because they were so heroic when they rescued Queen Victoria's coffin. So that's how far back that tradition goes. And again, we expect to hear the uh, bells tolling at Westminster in one minute interview in intervals along with uh, uh, cannon being fired uh, in one minute intervals. London's famous Big Ben providing the soundtrack along with the horns, the trumpets, and then as we've remarked, the sound of silence as hundreds of thousands line these streets, but in solemn respect for the Queen as she passes by, hardly a, a word whispered or heard as we go along this route. And there is King Charles. applause from uh, some portion of the crowd. We have British historian Andrew Roberts watching these events unfold with us and Andrew, these events and this meticulous planning has been underway literally for decades and the Queen herself would have had a hand in, in some of this and choosing uh, some of the psalms and the songs that we'll hear at the service a little bit later at Westminster. Um, so we, we very much are seeing her, her fingerprints on this, on this whole procession and this unfolding right. of events. Yes, that's right. She has uh, gone through this with a fine tooth comb many times uh, over the last 50 years. This whole procession, indeed the entire week, 
has been gone over again and again in uh, committees in Buckingham Palace. The Queen's been uh, present at several of them and she has inserted various views that she wanted. Uh, so this is going to be done entirely uh, according to her um, her wishes, which is uh, a great way, really, of um, imposing your uh, your print, your imprint, essentially, on uh, such an important day. And you can see that um, the guards on either side of the uh, of the coffin are the Grenadier Guards. She's the honorary colonel of the Grenadiers, uh, and there are several other um, references to. Uh, to her. Of course, that imperial state crown is going to be the one that we'll see again at the coronation when it gets placed on King Charles's head. And a note, the, the procession this morning is about a mile long. The line to see her as she lies in state a little bit later is almost four miles long. In any event, a long, slow and solemn walk on a warm day and sunny day in London and we see the Queen's children, save for Prince Andrew, in their military regalia, Prince William as well, an homage to their service in the Royal Forces. bring Keir Simmons in as we watch this and Daisy alluded to this what we see is not just military uniforms but military precision right down to the pace that they're keeping even members of the royal family walking in lockstep on this solemn mile care that's right Savannah and from where I'm standing at Westminster Palace with Big Ben it's it's it gives you chills uh, you can hear the toll of Big Ben's bells and then the sound of the gunfire in the distance at Hyde Park as this solemn procession makes it, its way towards us. And then you know about the history that you are not just seeing but is being recalled in this very procession. So the Grenadier Guards were with Charles II when he was exiled. That's why they are who they are, why they are so important to the monarch. Uh, and then here at Westminster Hall, the very place where Charles I was put on trial, which led to the, the next king, Charles II, being exiled. So all of this is just steeped in history 
going back into the 17th century that and then at the same time history happening right before us because as you mentioned those members of the royal family walking behind the coffin including princess anne the only daughter of of the queen so, so even while tradition plays out small changes the welcoming of a daughter as part of this procession welcome changes that enable the monarchy to remain to keep the consent of the people those people who are lining the streets there looking on because it's an interesting relationship isn't it while uh, the queen was their monarch and they were her subjects kings and queens are only kings and queens at the behest of of the people ultimately and these streets have seen that play out people come to cheer and come to protest monarchs in the past so all of this is and of course now live on television a completely different experience than people would have had in the past but all, all, all of this is the, the arc of history and you remind us of uh, at moments like this of how young our country is when you look at this rich and, and deep history being played out we saw princess uh, Anne a short while ago and, and Savannah as you had reported on the Today Show uh, this morning um, you know, she had put out a statement yesterday. Uh, she was there for the uh, last 24 hours of her mother's life. And now um, joining her siblings behind the procession. It was so touching to read her statement because for a moment you imagine a mother and a daughter, not a queen and a princess. Yeah, yeah. Being there in those final moments and one imagines holding her hand as she closed her eyes in this world and opened them in the next. And at that very moment, by tradition, Charles became king. And she has been, you know, a rather low-key princess and continues uh, speaking through her emotions and her appearances. Every time we take this, this particular shot, I think, um, you know, what is weighing on, on the king's mind? Uh, that, you know, personal grief and that very important and public need to lead a, a grieving nation. Adorning the coffin, the royal standard, Queen's crown and the flowers, every detail, as mentioned, meticulously planned. Some of those flowers from her beloved Balmoral, some from Windsor. White dahlias, is what we're told they are, with uh, lavender and rosemary.
loud is silent, uh, that the music makes it, uh, we're unable to hear Big Ben tolling in those one minute intervals or the cannons, but we're told uh, those on the ground can hear them. Kurt Simmons, what has London been like these last several days? Well, I think it's been a atmosphere of somber reflection, just seeing there Prince Harry. What must, what he, what must he be thinking? Uh, knowing that he's... The route that they are walking now is almost exactly the route that they walked for their mother, Princess Diana. And I think that somber reflection here in London interweaved with celebration I think that really began to build yesterday when she when the Queen arrived at Buckingham Palace going through the gates of Buckingham Palace remember that something that she would be familiar with she would do every day but then for the last time arriving at Buckingham Palace <coughs> and meeting and being met by her family there, the King, who met his mother last night at Buckingham Palace for the last time. A last chance for them to spend time with her because, as we have mentioned, aside from the family emotion of this, this is an important ceremony. This is the handing over, if you like, of the Queen from the family to the state. She was the head of the family and the head of the state as well as the head of the nation. So I think for people who have come to see this, they will be watching. And, and it's, it's a funny thing, isn't it, Lester, with the royal family? It's one of those stories that we all know the history of. We all know the good times and the bad times they have been through, the ups and the downs, just, just like any family. Everybody watching is seeing the next chapter in that long thousand year story. And I think that motivates many to come, to simply be part of history and to be able to say that you were there and that you said thank you to a monarch of 70 years. All of those emotions, I think, for, for the people on the streets of this great city in what we call Royal London, this centre of palaces and democracy. I think, that, I, think, I think it's the same motivation, and it's interesting to reflect, isn't it? It's the same motivation that the people of London have had for hundreds of years when they've come out onto the streets to greet a new monarch or to say goodbye to a late monarch. And they're now with the cell phones, <laughs> the new addition, perhaps not entirely welcome addition to that historic practice in, in a great city like London. The Queen's four children just behind the coffin, grandchildren following the Queen's nephew, cousins, senior members of the royal family, Queen Consort Camilla, the Duchess of Sussex, Meghan, and the Princess of Wales, Kate, uh, are all following by car in this procession. And this procession will lead along one mile route approximately through the streets of London.
for the hundreds of thousands who have gathered to catch this final glimpse en route to Westminster Palace and Westminster Hall. Andrew Roberts, our historian, is with us in that very building, that very location, so loaded with history, built in the Middle Ages. Andrew. Yes, it's steeped with history. It's a 900-year-old uh, room. It's one of the largest covered rooms in um, Europe. It was um, started by William Rufus, the son of William the Conqueror, and uh, it became a royal court in, uh, under Richard II in 1393. And uh, since then, it's seen the trials of uh, Guy Fawkes and Charles I and Queen Caroline. It's seen speeches by Charles de Gaulle and Nelson Mandela and President Obama. And of course, it's seen the lying in state of, uh, of many of our monarchs um, and uh, many of the other members of the royal family, most recently in 2002, the Queen Mother. Um, Winston Churchill lay in state there. It's really the room where it happened. British history happened, frankly, uh, Westminster Hall. And, uh, of course, it's going to be the place where hundreds of thousands of Britons are going to see the late Queen. Andrew, it's, it's hard not to look at this picture and, and acknowledge <clears throat> when we see Harry and William and, and Prince Andrew and knowing some of the internal strife uh, that this family has gone through, uh, not only public, but public in, in, in the tabloids. Um, and, by the way, we saw a Queen concert, uh, Camilla just exiting uh, by vehicle now, and uh, Kate as well. Um, but, um, but, but Andrew, um, how, how, do, how do you think the public is processing that as they see this family all together knowing some of the battles they have been through? I think they like it very much. Um, the Meghan Duchess of uh, Sussex is in one of those cars as well. I think that they're very happy to see the family come together and they're all hoping that they can stay together as a family and uh, not go through the rifts. It depends, of course, very largely on whether or not um, Prince Harry's book is going to be uh, aggressive or not. Um, there's going to be discussions about the titles that uh, the Sussex's children are going to have. You know, there could be problems in the future but for now there does seem to be a genuine olive branch being extended and taken we've all got to keep our fingers firmly crossed that that will uh, be the case and that had to be the the or one of the queen's final wishes was for her family to be together Andrew, I'm noticing all of the iPhones capturing this moment and thinking about uh, the the arc of time and the the fact that the Queen's coronation was the first ever televised 70 years ago. Many Britons didn't even own a television then, and yet it was somehow watched by 20 million people, even though it said that only 2.5 million Britons had TVs at the time, and now we're in a different era, and King Charles will reign in the social media era. Here, Simmons, if you're with us right now, can you uh, identify where this uh, procession now is making this turn? Yes, so the procession now is passing through horse guards on its way to Whitehall. Uh, so this is the square where Trooping the Colour takes place. 
and there in the background there of course a monument to those who've died in conflict in wars and, and it's worth remembering that the grenadiers and all of the other servicemen and women who take part in these processions do also go and, and fight carry out their their when there is a need for it when there is conflict they will carry out their normal duties and, and, and it's an interesting point isn't it too as you watch them because they are now marching through that famous horse guards where Trooping the Colour takes place but even when Trooping the Colour takes place there quite often those taking part are doing it for the first time because and in this case <laughs> this being the first time this century that we've seen a procession like this for the death of a monarch everybody taking part in the military is taking part for the first time and for them it is an extraordinary privilege an honor they were up in the middle of the night in the early hours of the morning rehearsing in order to be able to pull this off for and we won't be able to say this in a few days will we for queen and country and that, I always think, is, is just another aspect of just how exceptional this pomp and pageantry is because quite often they are relatively new to it and, and the pressure too, especially on an occasion like this. But every one of them absolutely determined to get every, every footstep right. footsteps and horses hooves the peel of big ben and for a moment breaking through the silence we saw applause from some of those who have come to pay honor to the queen as her coffin passes up by on the gun carriage dating back to history has even carried the coffin of her father george the sixth nbc's molly hunter is along this procession route with some of the people who have come to be there, to witness history. And Molly, it's so often that you hear, it's, it isn't grief, it is love and it is affection and gratitude for a long life well lived. Savannah and Queen Elizabeth Wright famously said, the price we pay for love is grief. And that is absolutely, I keep getting that line repeated back to me. 
So we are with, as we mentioned, a long line of people who will be some of the first people to make their way into Westminster Hall to pay their respects in person. And I just wanted to pick up on something you were talking with Kira about, about the different side of this country that we have been seeing in the last couple of days. Brits are cynics. Brits are stoic. They weather uh, all manner of storms very seriously. And you are seeing this really different side of emotion kind of come pouring out from people in positions of power and from everyday Brits. My partner's a Brit. You see people, friends of mine, that aren't particularly necessarily really emotional are feeling this grief and this sadness. And it's why where I am, you are seeing thousands and thousands of people up to a million expected, but from all over the world, not just from this country. Savannah and Lester, I want to introduce you to Dave from Utah. Dave, we actually met you last night because you were some of, you were what, number 45? What number 55, are you? 55. 55. You will be the 55th person to walk into Westminster Hall to pay your respects. But you flew over just for this. Can you tell us why? You know, I have a lot of love and respect for the Queen because she's such an amazing person. Just such a great example of dignity and grace you know, faithful service, uh, just a great person. Why did you feel like you had to get on a get on a plane, though, and, and see it for yourself and, and pay these respects in person? I don't know. It's, when her husband passed, I started thinking about it, and I thought, I want to be there, you know, and just be a part of that. I have a kinship with the people of the UK here, and uh, I have a lot of friends over here. And there, I mean, there are Americans, there are Canadians, there are loads of people here. Savannah and Lester, I'll send it back to you guys. Uh, but we'll be here with people waiting to see that procession, waiting to get into Westminster Hall. It's incredibly emotional. Yes, she was not our queen, but the, the world certainly held her in a special place. And you're seeing that in, in uh, the outpouring there of uh, the British as well as uh, foreign visitors who have come in that long queue, as they call it there to say a final farewell. And a lot of those tears, no doubt, reflect that not only is the queen beloved by so many, but she is and was a symbol of the UK. This country's identity was very much interwoven with her. Paris remarking that if you're under 70 years old, you have never known another queen. Queen Elizabeth, of course, not born to be queen. She was not heiress to the throne, but her uncle abdicated. And then her father was coronated and died. And she was just a, a young woman, 25 years old. And the procession is about to pass 10 Downing Street, Prime Minister's residence. If you're just tuning in, we are watching the coffin of queen being transferred from Buckingham Palace to the Palace of Westminster, where she will lie in state. There is a, a line, we're told, four miles long of people who hope to get inside uh, to acknowledge and pay their respects to the late queen. The pump 
upon entry to Westminster Hall, there will be a short service conducted by the Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby. It requires singing psalms, an opening prayer, a service that the Queen herself would have had a hand in planning. This has to be so stressful. You've given the number of, of moments and events for this family um, over the last six days. Well, the King has traveled to the nations of the United Kingdom, addressed his Parliament in the nations of the United Kingdom. And in that breath, the crown passing to him, and then that extraordinary moment at the Ascension Council, which has never before been broadcast. And so we are witnesses to history this morning on the streets of London, but now also getting a vantage point into chambers and historic places never before seen. Andrew Roberts, our historian on duty this morning. How extraordinary and how wonderful and what a time of upheaval in the United Kingdom. A new head of state in King Charles III, a new head of government in the Prime Minister Liz Truss. One of the final acts of Queen Elizabeth was to, to meet her two days before her passing. In, in keeping with uh, her, her personality and her way, working until almost her dying day, Andrew. That's right. It, it shows her sense of duty, doesn't it, that within 48 hours of her death, she was not willing to do this by Zoom, which she perfectly could have easily have done, but instead she was going to appoint her 15th Prime Minister in person. And one sees those uh, photographs of her smiling, um, and, then, and then 48 hours later she was dead. It's a, uh, it's a real... It's extraordinary, really, what we've asked of the Queen, that she should carry on working to the age of 96 um, when the rest of us retire at 65. But uh, she never complained. She uh, took it as her duty. She, you mentioned earlier King Edward VIII. She saw his abdication as a dereliction of duty. It was certainly the way her parents felt as well. And so she wasn't going to um, do the same thing. She was going to carry on and literally until two days before she died, which I think is something that kind of courage is something that the British people automatically took for granted uh, from the Queen. When uh, a man attempted, fired uh, a pistol at her during one of the parades, she didn't know that they were blanks, but she carried on regardless and she took no notice. It's just a tremendous act of bravery and one sees it all the time from the royal family. And as we bring care into this conversation, that mantle was picked up so eloquently by King Charles III in his first address to the nation last week in London. She, of course, famously as a 21-year-old princess, said she pledged her life, whether long or short, to the service of the British people. Prince Charles, now King Charles III, hearkening back to that moment, essentially saying, and I now will carry on that pledge. That's right. King Charles, which has been commented upon, and, and I think we're going to see him again in a moment, walking behind her coffin now, it's been commented upon how he, in a sense, all he really needs to do is continue her legacy. Uh, at the same time, that legacy will include making changes. When people talk about the slimmed-down monarchy, that will be... I suspect something that he will view as 
getting ahead of public opinion, if you like. It's an interesting thing, isn't it? But when you watch these pictures of the public uh, watching the procession, that on the one hand, they are paying their respects. On the other hand, uh, they wait to see the king make changes that they would want and, and, to, and to sustain things too in the ways that they would want. That's the balancing act that King Charles must manage to navigate. out you can see the procession now nearing uh, the houses of Westminster where again every minute a bell has tolled As you join us, it's 10.01 a.m. on the East Coast, 7.01 a.m. in the West, and 3 o'clock in the afternoon in London, England, where history is unfolding for us, our live coverage, as the Queen's final march, Coffin Procession, makes its way from Buckingham Palace to Westminster Palace, and the storied Westminster Hall, where in a few moments she will arrive. A ceremony will be underway. And later today, she will begin several days of lying in state. Members of the public invited to come pay final respects to the queen who reigned for seven decades. I believe that will be open until roughly uh, just a few hours before Monday's funeral for the queen.
God, the maker and redeemer of all mankind, grant us, with thy servant Queen Elizabeth and all the faithful departed, the sure benefits of thy Son's saving passion and glorious resurrection, that in the last day, when all things are gathered up in Christ, we may with them enjoy the fullness of thy promises. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. O merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the resurrection and the life, in whom whosoever believeth shall live, though he die, and whosoever liveth and believeth in him shall not die eternally, who also hath taught us by his holy apostle St. Paul not to be sorry as men without hope for them that sleep in him, we meekly beseech thee, O Father, to raise us from the death of sin unto the life of righteousness, that when we shall depart this life, we may rest in him, as our hope is that our sister doth, and that at the general resurrection in the last day, we may be found acceptable in thy sight and receive that blessing which thy well-beloved Son shall then pronounce to all who love and fear thee, 
saying, Come, ye blessed children of my Father, receive the kingdom prepared for you from the beginning of the world. Grant this, we beseech thee, O merciful Father, through Jesus Christ, our Mediator and Redeemer. Amen. As our Saviour Christ hath commanded and taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O God, the protector of all who trust in thee, without whom nothing is strong, nothing is holy, increase and multiply upon us thy mercy, that thou, being our ruler and guide, we may so pass through things temporal that we finally lose not things eternal. 
Grant this, O Heavenly Father, for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. And to God's gracious mercy and protection, we commit you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen.
a very short service for Queen Elizabeth at West. A 40-minute-long procession from Buckingham Palace. In state inside England's stores ago, home to history once again as Queen Elizabeth has her final farewell as crowds line the streets of London to get a glimpse and pay honor to the Queen. The King and Queen Consort now exiting the Westminster Hall. And it is going to conclude our coverage. We'll have much more on NBC News Now and MSNBC, and I'll see you later tonight for NBC Nightly News. Most of you will return to today. I'm Savannah Guthrie alongside Lester Holt. This has been an NBC News special report. He would lie his way into their dreams. He was looking for James Bond girls. How fun would that be to be a Bond girl? Then twist them into a nightmare. This guy has done this before. He'll do it again. Until a group of women banded together to put him behind bars and keep him there. You have to participate fiercely, fiercely in what happens next. I'm Keith Morrison, and this is Murder in the Hollywood Hills, an all-new podcast from Dateline. All episodes of Murder in the Hollywood Hills are available now. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com.